Welcome to the iRacers Download on the SpeedSport Podcast Network and NASCAR Digital Media. I'm Justin Prince along with me is Taylor Burris with Wayne Owens producing today's show as we have a special guest today, Taylor, Jeff McConey from the McConey Setup Shop. We certainly do, Justin. Now, for those of you who are new to the world of iRacing, of course, that iRacing allows drivers to make adjustments to their setups in order to help find better ways to fine-tune their driving skills and how their car handles on a selected track. Well, we know for certain some people decided to find a way to help with that and by making setups for drivers across the service to be able to purchase and use. We're going to be sitting down with one of them, which is, of course, Jeff McConey with McConey Setup Shop and... Justin, he's been a well-known person on the iRacing service, especially with his analysis when it comes to the Podium Esports broadcast, so I'm looking forward to it. He's a close friend of ours with Podium, so let's go ahead and bring him up in here. Yes, indeed. Jeff, do you have a copy? I most certainly do. How's everyone doing today? I'm doing great, and I think Taylor is as well. First things first, tell us, for those who do not know, about some of the work you do with McConey Setup Shop as well as in the broadcasting world because you've been becoming very noteworthy when it comes to the eNASCAR Road to Pro Qualifying iRacing Series broadcast this year. Well, uh, first of all, that means uh, a lot to hear. I started off iRacing about three years ago and about a year and a half, two years ago, I started getting into the announcing thing. I worked as a real-world announcer at Stafford Motor Speedway for two years, and that was an absolutely amazing time. And I started off with Full Velocity Racing Network, just helping them call races. And then I helped out with the OSR Network and Joe White there, sort of bounced around, helped out wherever I could, Global Sim Racing Channel. And then last year, at the end of the Road to Pro season, they needed an announcer. They needed someone up in the booth. They had some issue, and they needed me up there. So I got the call to make that. So I, I was lucky enough to be able to jump in, and then the producer for that whole series, Ryan Bauer, sort of came back to me and said, Jeff, we want you up in the booth for the entire Road to Pro season this year as our race analyst. We need you up at the top. And I said, I'll, I'll absolutely do it. Alongside of that, I started up McConey Setup Shop in March of 2020. That was right when really the whole world was coming to a halt. And there was a whole lot of craziness going on in my life. And I somehow ended up in a position where I said, you know what? I've been running these setups. You know, I, I'm, I was really good in the SK mods, tour mods, super late models, and late models. And I said, why don't I just try and sell them and we'll see what happens. And it started off just... You'd sell one or two to just individual events and everything. The first event was uh, a virtual icebreaker at Thompson Motor Speedway that someone was putting on. And then after that, uh, Stafford Motor Speedway wanted to put on their own virtual event just to get people excited and watching and everything online. And we, we broadcasted that on YouTube, so I would call those races. I was building the setups for them. Then in June of last year, I started up the website, McConeySetupShop.com. By August, we had a fully automated online store, and now in June of 2021, it's it's a full-time deal. And it absolutely blows my mind that three years ago, just over three years ago, I first got an iRacing account. I remember being at work. I worked at a golf pro shop at the time, and it would just be dead during the days, and they didn't really care if I watched YouTube videos or whatever, and so I started watching these iRacing broadcasts and said, that looks like a lot of fun. I can jump in and do it myself. And 
three years later, here we are. It's been a crazy ride ever since. It absolutely has. And when it comes to the setup shop, you mentioned what helped influence that. Why at that time with the pandemic going on, but also why at that time, right when it essentially started off and kicked off, what was a setup shop boondoggled out with so many more popping up since then? Well, we were actually one of the first. Um, VRS had yeah. been around for a while, and we were one of the first to really start up and and have this idea. And we started small. You know, not many people knew of us. Maybe my name was maybe known to 50 people, and of those 50, maybe two or three actually bought setups. And from there, we started to grow, and with the website launching and everything in June – that's when people really started to take notice. And from there, that's when a lot of other groups started up. You know, the 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 groups that make their own setups, usually, hopefully, um, didn't always, wasn't always that way. Um, a lot of groups started up. There have been a lot that have started and then died out. But I think being one of the first certainly helped. I think, I like to think that, I had the drive behind the scenes to make sure that we succeeded. I loved, inter- I love, still do, interacting with all the customers. I love talking to people. I love racing. You know, people can find me in these lobbies, and I'm more than happy to race with other people and run them hard and try and win. And that's that's what I think has helped us so much throughout all the other competition and everything. It got to a point in august september of last year where it was just it was too much with some of the other uh shops and i'm not going to name names or throw anyone under the bus or anything but in pretty much september of last year i sort of had that realization of i shouldn't have to be on the phone with lawyers i shouldn't have to be on the phone fighting people and if we just pull ourselves out of this we know we're going to survive right i i knew the company was going to be okay and i knew we were going to be able to make it through, but we just needed to pull ourselves away from the toxicity. And I think being one of the first shops, we were able to have that luxury of separating ourselves and being able to do our own thing and not get wrapped up in all the drama, which still goes on to this day. And the fact that we were one of the first means that people trusted us. And when we made that decision, people stuck with us. That was an interesting situation at the time. And of course, now today, You guys are a part of so many different series. There's also the sponsorship with Richmond Raceway Esports. How did that partnership come about and how is that doing as well? That partnership started up, uh, I think it was November of last year is when we first started discussing it. And it started off with a message to their Twitter. I slid in their DMs and it was Brandon Brown at Richmond Raceway Esports. Not the driver, the other Brandon Brown, who's a, a great friend of mine now who was able to get the ball rolling on it. And he he helped us create a deal, basically explained to me, here's everything that goes on behind the scenes. Here's what we're expecting for this upcoming year. You know, we're going to have... I knew back uh, a couple weeks before it was announced that they were going to have Jimmy and Zach back in the cars, and that was huge for me. We talked a lot about the social media uh, and how really how strong they were on social media to be able to share their brand and everything. And so it started off with just that DM. It took about three months for the contract to be written and sent back and forth, back and forth, and approved to get everything in. And there's still more that is coming in the future off of that. 
Then what ended up happening is Richmond Raceway Esports is going through a lot of changes and everything behind the scenes. And it's all great stuff. It's it's growing and it's it's improving. And there's so many amazing things and amazing people. And one of the people that I got introduced to behind the scenes is Raymond Smith, who works as one of the top guys with NASCAR gaming and esports. And he's been an absolutely amazing person to have in our corner and an amazing person uh, to work with. And so that partnership with Richmond Raceway Esports is going very strong. There's a lot of things coming. There's some very, very exciting news coming up that I can't quite announce yet, but we've hinted at it and teased it a bit on social media. And what was really cool about it is how involved they were, how much Richmond Raceway Esports cares uh, behind the scenes about making sure that we're able to help them. They're able to help us as much as we can help them, and we're able to basically benefit from the partnership with them it's it's been truly incredible working with all of them and their entire organization there's so much coming and the fact that you know we had mcconey set up shop on a coke series champions car for a race was absolutely unbelievable and that was in under a year from when we started up so they've helped us make a lot of things happen and without them i don't think mcconey setup shop would be where it is today well, not only are you partnered up with other people of NASCAR and tracks, but also you have worked with even a couple of driver is, drivers in the NASCAR industry, Jeff. Drivers such as Anthony Alfredo, and if I remember correctly, during the last year in 2020, even Dale Earnhardt Jr. got involved with using a McConey setup shop for a couple of races back in 2020. Yeah, that's right. Anthony is, he and I go way back to all the way back when he was running in the K&N series. At the time, I was a freshman or sophomore in college, and I had a podcast and I had a media credential. And so I was up at the New Hampshire Motor Speedway. I sent him a message on Instagram and said, hey, I'd love to interview you. You know, we can meet up and, and do an interview for the podcast. He goes, yeah, absolutely. That sounds great. I'd love to do it. And then the interview never happened, but we kept talking. We remained uh, friends and we did the interview, ended up doing it over the phone and he came back for a couple episodes of the podcast. So I've, I worked extensively with him when he got back onto iRacing, I was still building setups and everything just for myself at the time. I would build my own and run them and everything. And he said, Hey, I'll, I'll come down and I'll, you know, I'll run the tour mods with you. I'll run a race or two. And it, there was a bit more, arm pulling on that i sort of was like anthony you're gonna come run these with me but um yeah when when i said that we started up mcconey setup shop he was one of our biggest supporters i mean i would talk to him and and get all these ideas and we would be streaming on twitch talking about it and everything that was huge and through that i actually also met uh dave cameron who's a popular iRacing youtuber anthony it was anthony myself and dave cameron all in a fixed tour mod race when that series first came out at Iowa. And Anthony and I were back and forth. I think the difference between us at the end was like two thousandths of a second at the line. Crazy race. And so we got involved with um, Dave Cameron there. But Anthony was one of our first sponsored drivers. He's been very, very kind, um, even going so far as to mention us on Sirius XM. So to be sitting and listening to 
like channel 90 on Sirius XM and hear your name and your company talked about in such a positive light saying, if you need iRacing setups, go to these guys, um, was, was unbelievable. And Anthony's still a great friend. I was texting with him earlier today, actually. And he's been absolutely incredible. And you're right, Dale Earnhardt Jr. I was in an SK modified race at Martinsville and we were talking throughout the race and I was running third at the time after I got shuffled out and was running faster lap times than the leader. I just didn't have enough time to get to him. And so Dale was, was streaming and, um, he goes, you know, Jeff, I'll, I'll try that setup if you'll send it out. And I go, Oh, I don't know, man, I'm not really sure. And, you know, of course, completely joking. And I'm in shock that Dale Earnhardt Jr. <laughs> wants my setup, but that was, that was another really cool experience. And we've worked with a lot of other, um, real world drivers. I know that Timmy Hill has run our stuff after Travis Martin, Mr. Ghostman on Twitch, sent some stuff over to him. And then Timmy gave that to William Byron and Alex Bowman. So they've all tried it out and we've put together setups for all sorts of different events and this, that, and the other, and been very lucky to work with uh, a lot of the people behind the scenes at iRacing and NASCAR. And they're, they know that if they ever need anything to let us know. And so we've been able to help in the past with all that fun stuff. So it's, it's been amazing. With this past year in 2020, right quick before we take our first break, Jeff, what have you said being the biggest surprise for you? I would absolutely say it's split down the middle between I did not realize, I guess, the can of worms that I would open by starting up a setup shop. But I've at the same time, I'm also shocked by the community support that I've been lucky enough to receive. So I never envisioned that the basically what would happen. I mean, it's no secret that a lot of people have a lot of thoughts about the different setup shops and all the drama that gets kicked up. And I I never anticipated that it would become like that. I, I am well aware that it can become toxic and overbearing and I do my best to stay out of that and not be at all involved in any of the drama. We're not going to be threatening people or harassing people or really trash talking anybody um, is, is our goal. But I, I was very shocked from the beginning that that's what ended up happening. And if I could tell you everything that goes on behind the scenes, you would be just blown away. Um, there's so much that is kept out of the public eye that you would not believe. And I've withdrawn myself completely from it and the company and everything because it's just absolute insanity. And what I tell people is I'm the luckiest guy in the world and my team, we're the luckiest people in the world that we get to play pretend race cars. And, you know, we're not getting rich off of this. Nobody's, there's no Scrooge McDuck money pit behind my apartment. Like, I, I live in an apartment building. I just graduated college and I'm I'm looking for a job and I'm enjoying Wakoni setup shop and it will it will continue, no worries there. But at the end of the day, we're we're playing pretend race cars and we don't need to make this toxic. We don't need to bring anybody down. We don't need to attack anybody else. And I wish that message was more understood in the community because it would save everyone a lot of drama. iRacing is supposed to be fun. If you're not having fun and you're not enjoying it, I don't know why you're doing it. This is supposed to be something we enjoy. And on the other side of that coin, I've been amazed by the community support that we've received. I, 
I just sometimes am scrolling through social media on a completely other tangent, and I'll see just a random tweet from someone like, oh, I just won on Makoni Setup Shop, and it, like they didn't tag us or anything, and I'm not looking through the tags. It's just, oh, I won this race. I'm so happy with it. And it's like, oh, my gosh, we helped them do that. Or I'll get these Discord DMs or, or messages and everything, and people saying, thank you for the setup. You helped me win. And like, or... You know, I'm more confident. I'm able to go out and race, and I'm able to keep up with the pack. And it's it's really uh, cool, and it's it's very humbling to read all those messages. And you know, when I'll sometimes jump from like Twitch stream to Twitch stream, and there have been a few times where like we've been mentioned, and they're like, "Oh, you know, I I, I like Jeff. I got to talk to him at this other time." And it's you, you, they don't even realize I'm listening, and it's like, "Wow, that's incredibly nice." So it's. The, the support from the community is really incredible, and that's what drives us to give back as much as we possibly can because there have been so many people that have helped us out with so much, and without all of the support, it wouldn't be as fun as it is, and I love every minute of my job because of it. Coming up, more with Jeff McConey. You're listening to the iRacers Download on the SpeedSport Podcast Network and NASCAR Digital Media. iRacing, the world's leading online simulation. Developed from the beginning as a centralized racing and competition service, iRacing organized, hosts, and officiates races on the virtual tracks all around the world. iRacing is home to a wide variety of official sanctioning series with racing from the Australian Supercars, the Cars Tour, IndyCar, IMSA, NASCAR, and the World of Outlaws. With over 80,000 drivers on the service and over 80 laser scan tracks and cars to choose from iRacing.com is the world's premier motorsport simulation for more information visit iRacing.com today welcome back to the iRacers download on the SpeedSport podcast network and NASCAR digital media Taylor Burris here along with Justin Prince and our producer Wayne Owens as we continue our conversation with McConey setup shop owner Jeff McConey and Jeff as we also look ahead with things going on here in 2021 You've been also a part of broadcasting and working with Podium Esports a lot, especially with the eNASCAR Road to Pro Series. As we just finished up round number one, what is your thoughts of how this season and round number one is for a lot of drivers that we saw competing, working their way up, and then some of them started off the season well, but then came to a complete halt to where they struggled the second half? Yeah, it was certainly a season filled with ups and downs. I think the most notable takeaway, though, was really the lack of cautions. There wasn't ever really a time where it was just caution after caution after caution, maybe one or two occasions of that happening. It was a lot, at least in green, at least in top split, a lot of green flag racing and people running each other with a lot of respect. I was very surprised with how well everyone treated each other how kind everyone was being to each other for the most part and really how close these guys seemed to be they knew who they would cut their brakes to they knew who they could run a little bit harder so i think going forward though now that they're going into this snake style where first and 70th are in the same race and second and everyone else and it's sort of splitting like that i think that's going to make things very interesting the biggest thing is now not only do they have, they're starting off with a dirt track and they've got a road course in there and just a pretty wild schedule, but they've also now got to race against people that they haven't really raced with before. You know, they're not going to be as familiar and they've sort of gotten close over these past few months running in relatively the same split, give or take a few guys, but 
now that all gets thrown for a loop and they're performing at the highest level just about, you know, underneath the Coke series. And it's do or die. So we're going to see a lot of desperation to do what they need to do around a lot of drivers that they're not familiar with. And that's going to be a very interesting combination. Who impressed you the most during this year's RTP campaign that you didn't expect to rise up to the occasion for 2021 and be a part of the top 70? As for drivers that are in the top 70, I would say Parker Retzlaff definitely stood out. He's well known and he's known as a very strong and very solid driver, but he has sort of always had that backing around him of he's a short track driver. He races in the ARCA series. He's raced in the Midwest throughout his career, which is just starting. And a lot of the discussions beforehand were more, all right, he's going to have good shots at the short tracks, but these mile and a halfs, it's com- it's a completely different ball game. And he and his team showed up, and they made a big statement with a win early in the season and strong and consistent runs throughout. And we expected a lot out of Parker, but I quite honestly did not expect him to do as well as he did every single week, week in and week out, because most of his experience is on the short track side. But he took that, and everywhere he went was absolutely phenomenal and was in the running. So that was absolutely great to see. It was phenomenal driving. And as someone that mostly raced short tracks myself and mostly continues to run short tracks, seeing someone like that go out and succeed up at the mile and a half, the super speedways and all the tracks in between is pretty darn cool. And I think a lot of people also saw that. Absolutely. And keep in mind, it was a tight, tight cut line to get in the top 70. Aaron Rodgers was the first driver out for reference sake at the end of the festivities for the first round by one point. It was that tight this year, Jeff. And it just required that amount of consistency overall. And now keep in mind, there are some drivers who may have the opportunity depending on staff approval, on if drivers decline, potentially. All that comes into play, Jeff, for some of these competitors where they might be thinking what if or hoping they get an opportunity here. Absolutely. And I think the driver that's made the biggest impact to me that I watch is Logan Helton. And he came home 72nd in the points. And I first got to interact with him when he absolutely smoked me in a race. I think it was a B open at the Charlotte Roval. And he absolutely mopped the floor with me. I mean, I pulled away by 20 seconds over the field and he pulled away from me by 40. So from there, I actually ended up sponsoring him in what's now the MSRA premier series. Uh, Actually, no, it was their second highest series where he won the championship and he just, he just blew me away because he's a young kid, but man, he can drive like nobody else. And I think him being on the outside there is disappointing for all of his fans because he's got a lot of fans and his family is right there with him supporting him every step of the way which is amazing to see um it's 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 very cool to see his family so dedicated just as excited as he is for this and i think him being on the outside is something that we sort of knew was a possibility But for him to be so close in his first run out in Road to Pro as one of the newest drivers out there was really, really incredible. And so if somehow things shake up and he gets a spot in the top 70 and 
you know, drivers decline and he gets the bump up, he's someone to watch. And I've been keeping an eye on him throughout this year. We're sponsoring him in the Firecracker 400. He, when he gets up to the cup series, to the Coke series, he's going to do well. And I say when, because as long as he's driving, he will make it to the Coke series. You can mark my words. It's June 18th. He, Logan Helton will be up in the Coke series. Another driver that's going to be making a run next year. That's going to do very well. I think Presley Sora, same thing sort of came out of nowhere and really was strong off the start and him and probably his little brother, Vincent are both going to be up in the uh, Coke series as well. There's a lot of talent that didn't make it into that top 70. David Schildhouse came home 74th. Landon Huffman was up close to the top. Um, Robbie Vrabel Jr. was up near the top. So many really strong drivers just didn't have the season come together the way they need, and they were so close. But I'd say definitely the most notable name that's right on the outside looking in to keep an eye on for 2022, Logan Helton. Because when he makes it to the Coke Series, he's going to be tearing it up and winning championships. Who would you have to say is the biggest surprise to make it into the eNASCAR Road to Pro Qualifying Series, the first round at least? You know, it's kind of hard to say who was a surprise. You know, a lot of these drivers, we know how much, how hard they worked. I would think one person that comes to mind is Briar LaPrad, because I believe it was Richmond. He was in the hospital that morning. He was just unbelievably sick to the point where he had to go to the hospital and, and um, get get help there that he ended up finishing second that race. He didn't bring home any wins. He had one top five throughout the entire run, but he just had a very, very strong race when he needed to. And when it was time to perform, he certainly did. And I think that was because we were almost writing it off. I remember that morning of that race, um, getting that text because I work a lot with the lockdown racing guys and know them well. And basically hearing that, yeah, Breyer's in the hospital. He's going to be okay, but he's just unbelievably sick right now. So we're not sure if he's going to be able to make it into the race. But he went out and he showed up, and he did really, really well out there. So I would say we were sort of expecting him to have that rough part there and maybe not make it in if he was in the hospital and didn't get to race. So I have to give a shout out to him for his flu game performance there. Uh, again, his teammate, Michael Fenlayson though, in the race, the final round on lap two, just wrong place at the wrong time. Truck below and got loose, came up and absolutely wiped him out and destroyed his truck, launched it up into the air, destroyed it over an hour's worth of repairs he was someone that was on the bubble and we were sort of writing it off in the booth as, wow, that is just terrible luck for the guy. Very sad to see that he's not going to make it in. And we didn't have the final points or anything, but I think the fact that he made it in goes to show you can afford to have one bad week, but it's going to make, it's going to put you on the hot seat because he came in at 67th of the 70. Now, as we look ahead, like we talked about a few minutes ago, Jeff, since you are going to be the analysis for round number two, we see, like you said, dirt track races, mile and a half, one mile course and a short track, and then, of course, the road course at Watkins Glen. Who do you think would be the ones to watch that have the best shot of it as we come to a close for this interview that might be the ones that we need to keep an eye on for this race or this series? Well, I 
think that's the that's the really cool part of it is that there's really no one that sticks out as the one that'll just go out. You know, it's not a bunch of mile and a half. It's not one mile tracks. It's a really good mix. So whoever comes out on top, they're going to have to be on their game and put in the work behind the scenes. They're going to have to learn how to drive a, a truck on dirt, especially with the an updated tire model that just came out. They're going to have a lot of work to do in order to get everything just right and make sure that they're going to be fast on the dirt. We don't know what to expect for that. A road course in the mix as well, that's going to throw a loop and throw a wrench into things because no one really knows how well they're going to perform. And a lot of it is you're racing yourself on a road course. And it's all about having that control. And when you are in such a high-stress situation like that, it's very easy for one mistake to turn into many. I think going forward, Donovan Strauss, though, has shown that he's the strongest in these scenarios where he has to he has to perform and it's it all comes down and it's a driver's track. If you had to put money on anyone, I'd say Donovan Strauss. We saw it at Darlington, one of the most difficult tracks to drive at. He was absolutely dominant from start to finish. And we saw it in the last race at Dover. He was unbelievable throughout the entire race, never really giving anything up. There were a few times where I think it was Tucker Minter was just gaining a little bit, but overall people were at best keeping even with him and at worst he lapped most of the field. So I think if anyone is going to have what it takes to make something happen and tackle all these different challenges and be good on the dirt and be good on a road course and be consistent on the mile and a half and everything else, I would say Donovan Strauss is the one to watch, but it's also a wild card. It could be the driver that comes in that started in 70th is going on and winning this whole series. We just don't know. It's all going to be very interesting to say the very least. Well, real quickly, Jeff, where can people find you on social media as well as for the McConey setup shop? Well, I shockingly personally do not have uh, my own Twitter. I've just never, never gotten around to it, but you can find all the stuff from McConey setup shop. Uh, it's at McConey setup shop on Twitter. We're also on Facebook. So McConey setup shop there. If you add me on Facebook, and shoot me a message, more than likely you're going to get a response. If you join our Discord server as well, which is linked on our website and we post about it on social medias on occasion, that's another really great way to get in contact with us. And there's over 500 people in that Discord, which like blows my mind. It doesn't sound like a lot, but then it's 500 individual people that have all joined in, which I think is unbelievably cool. We've got that Discord there, and that's a great place to ask questions, talk with other people, figure out you know who you're going to run with and everything else it's so you can find us on our discord also the main place for our website is www.maconeysetupshop.com that's where we have all of our setups we have subscriptions available now as little as eight bucks a month for the entire month you'll get all the setups all the tracks and everything that are coming in that week so if you subscribe like right now you'll have all the setups for this week you'll get next week the week after that and the week after We've got everything from just one car to collections of cars and absolutely everything on the website. Uh, all of our setups is 50 bucks a month, and that's under 3 bucks per month per car. So if you just run everything and you want to access all that, that's the one to grab. But we're all about, and I'm all about, 
making sure that we're accessible, making sure we're open and, and people can see what we're doing and know what's going on. So to help with that, we're also going to be putting out a book here soon in the next coming days here. It's called How I Drive, you know, iRacing, I Drive. And we just released the cover of that book, what it's going to look like, which I think is very cool. Uh, huge shout out to Riley Goodwin, our graphic designer there for everything he does. All of our flyers and everything, they're all from him. He's absolutely amazing. And so we're, we'll have that booklet coming out. It'll teach you how to approach iRacing, what equipment you need, really the best way to approach things on track. We've got all of our setup guides and everything else. So if you need something, we will make it happen over at McConey Setup Shop. You can visit us on our website and all of our social medias, and we hope to see you there. Thank you very much once again for the time, Jeff. Absolutely. Thank you guys so much for having me on, and I appreciate everything. That's Jeff McConey from McConey Setup Shop. He's also the analyst for the eNASCAR Pro to Pro Qualifying iRacing Series on Podium Esports. With that, the news of the week coming up. After this, you're listening to the iRacers download on the SpeedSport Podcast Network and NASCAR Digital Media. iRacing, the world's leading online simulation. Developed from the beginning as a centralized racing and competition service, iRacing organized, hosts, and officiates races on the virtual tracks all around the world. iRacing is home to a wide variety of official sanctioning series with racing from the Australian Supercars, the Cars Tour, IndyCar, IMSA, NASCAR, and the World of Outlaws. With over 80,000 drivers on the service and over 80 laser scan tracks and cars to choose from, iRacing iRacing.com is the world's premier motorsport simulation. For more information, visit iRacing.com today. Welcome back to the iRacers Download on the SpeedSport Podcast Network and NASCAR Digital Media. I'm Justin Prince along with Taylor Burris with Wayne Owens in the production chair for today's episode. We just had a very insightful conversation with Jeff Bacconi about the eNASCAR Road to Pro Qualifying iRacing Series and its conclusion to its first round that took place on Thursday, June the 17th, 2021. It was Donovan Strauss Taylor who took home the checker flag, and it was a dominating race. From the Elliott Seller Esports competitor, he led a majority of the race and led by as much as four and a half to five seconds at Dover International Speedway. It certainly was making it his second win of the season, at least for the top split class, and that left him in the 11th position in point standings, which guarantees him a spot into the second round. But a very exciting race overall with Donovan just absolutely dominating the field. And as we saw and talked about with Jeff, there really was not a whole lot of major cautions to help shuffle up the point standings. But as we look at the point standings now, Justin, Brandon McKissick is going to be your round one winner with the points with, of course, his 2407 point standings with one win, four top fives, and one pole, and an average finish of sixth position. That right there is something that will guarantee you a shot of making it into the next round. Absolutely, and it's the question mark of how will the drivers perform in the next round because... You've got dirt tracks, road courses, short tracks, speedways, all mixed into the round. It's not going to be easy, Taylor, in the second round. So drivers like McKissick are going to be really tested. And I think especially some of those who may not be the most well-known are going to have the opportunity to show what they can do. Because keep in mind, we're talking about drivers from not just first split, but second split, third split, fourth split, fifth split, who have been able to make their way into round two by being able to perform in their respective splits with everyone all coming together in the snake split round it's all going 
to really test the skills of the drivers, the setup builders, and the teams to show, to show this is why I was able to make it. It certainly is, and that's going to be very interesting to see who will come out on top. I mean, you have drivers such as Brandon McKistick, Colin Keister, Seth DeMerchant, very strong competitors who who are going to be definitely ones to watch. Then you have drivers like Jordy Lopez Jr., who we talked who last year in the Pro Series was a strong competitor before some issues that arose. Then you have drivers who, like we had. Chris Overland and Brandon Cattell, they moving on to the next round, including Briar LaPrade, Nicholas Morse, Santiago Tires, Austin Yarborough, and then finally, a little bit of international flair with Finland's very own Timu Toika, who's mostly notable, known as a road course driver in the world of iRacing. So it's interesting to see who will come out on top to make it from 70 down to 20. So, Justin, we're cutting 50 drivers by the time we end round two. And that's going to add so much more pressure as a result, Taylor. Like some of the drivers I'm seeing who are going to really feel the pressure, drivers like Brian Lockwood, six top fives and a pole for his side. He's no more as a road course driver. Keep in mind, average top 10 finish in his respective splits. Some drivers are also going to have new team surroundings, like the drivers from Unattached, for example, who are joining up with HPM, like Spencer Burns, as well as a couple others who earned that opportunity by working together and in turn having that working together turn into success that got them noticed. So there's different opportunities as well for drivers to show this is why I'm, I made it and this is why my name should be known for the future. Certainly is. Of course, we do have to give a shout out to one of our podium crew members, actually, Blake McCandless. He's going to be making it on to the next round as he is currently sitting 18th in the point standings. But... For those of you who are wanting to know, well, when does the next race for round number two kick off? Well, it's going to be on July 8th at the Knoxville Raceway. We're going dirt racing for the first round in round number two. And, of course, you can catch all the action on Podium's Twitch channel along with the second split race on STN. But with that, Justin, we got a quick little bit of eNASCAR news regarding the international flair type. Because eNASCAR unveiled a new international iRacing series where it's going to be combining drivers from the NASCAR Wheeling Euro Series, the NASCAR Peak Mexico Series, the NASCAR Pinty Series, and also the 2021 NASCAR's Drive for Diversity class. And there's three races from Brands Hatch, Circuit of the Americas, and the Daytona Road Course utilizing the NASCAR Xfinity Series. So we're going to be expecting an international flair for the next couple of weeks. It reminds me a little bit about last year's Friday slash Saturday Night Thunder Series, where you had drivers from those series as well as from the NASCAR Xfinity Series and the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series take part in various different races each weekend. It's going to be interesting to see which drivers adapt the best, though, on the sim, because this is going to be where you're going to have that road course focus, a chance for drivers to test the road course skills, and a lot of preparation. We know that a lot of the drivers as well in those series, including personally, Taylor, that are going to be potentially strong drivers in that series. They certainly are. We're going to have to wait and see who is going to be the selected drivers for that series once they are released. But, of course, you can catch the action starting on June 23rd. So that's next Wednesday night at 6 p.m. Eastern time on all of eNASCAR's social media platforms. But with that, Justin, we have one more thing to preview, and that, of course, is the big show. The eNASCAR iRacing Coca-Cola Series 
heads to the Tricky Triangle Tuesday, June 22nd. And a lot of drivers are going to be looking at a couple of drivers to see who comes out on top at Pocono. And I think one of them they're looking at is going to be Ray Alfala. Ray Alfala is going to be someone who needs good performances, Taylor, obviously. Because while he got the win in the Coca-Cola 300, he's very deep in the points. He needs to gain a lot of them. And now, if he wants a shot at battling for this year's championship and get himself in the top 20 for eligibility. It's going to also be an intriguing race because, as discussed with Brendan Cattell and Chris Overland, side drafting is going to be a major factor now, once again. And Pocono is going to be one of those tracks with the size of the facility, Taylor. You're going to definitely see that come into play, where drivers are going to try and pull each other back and try and battle it out. Pocono's not the easiest track to be able to battle at either when it comes to tra getting track position and so forth. If you qualify well, you're likely going to be contender there. I'm looking at drivers like Michael Conti or someone like a Stephen Wilson who may do well there as a result based on your past experiences or some of the momentum. In our words, there's a chance we see a lot of the big names be contenders as a result, Taylor. It certainly is going to be interesting to see who comes out on top. But with that, we're going to catch the action, of course, next Tuesday night on June 22nd on all of iRacing streaming platforms as they will kick off at 9 p.m. 8.30. It's the pre-race show where you can catch our very own Chris Overland and Brandon Cattell who will kick the show off. But with that, for our producer, Wayne Owens, for my partner in crime, Justin Prince, and for our wonderful guest that we had on here today, Jeff McConey from McConey Setup Shop, I am Taylor Burris. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the iRacers Download on the Speed Sport Podcast Network and NASCAR Digital Media.